2: now
1: Thank you
4: Once again, good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News. First of all, we're going to begin today with my friend BioClandestine. We're going to be talking about these newly released Ukrainian Ministry of Defense documents. And then, of course, we've got to talk about President Trump's stellar 12-page response to the unselect committee on January 6th that's currently being held in Washington, D.C., We've got a pretty disturbing bit of information coming out of D.C. in regards to the impending Roe vs. Wade decision. And then we're going to be discussing, most importantly, the refusal to certify results coming out of Dominion Voting Machine's equipment in New Mexico. And then finally, I'm going to give you some thoughts on something that's happening on Truth Social that I don't think is really such a bad thing. Do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we'll be right back after this. If there was ever an anti-aging supplement in ancient times, it was turmeric. Ancient cultures were using turmeric for its anti-aging properties long before Western civilizations as we know it were even founded. In fact, turmeric was first believed to be used 4,000 years ago. It was used for its ability to promote healthy aging in China, India, and the Middle East. And somehow, despite these cultures having no contact with one another, the benefits of turmeric spread through thousands of years due to its revered, fountain-of-youth-like properties. But before you run to the store and buy just any old turmeric, don't. The specific form of turmeric you want is only available online. It's right here, and it uses a highly bioavailable form of turmeric that many grocery stores don't offer. This amazing pill is held to some of the highest standards in the industry, and it gets an A-plus in terms of quality and effectiveness. I've unlocked a special deal for my audience to get up to 43% off today. If you order by clicking the link below, it's agewithred.com. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back, and thank you for sticking around. We're going to open today with a little bit of breaking news coming out of the Russian Ministry of Defense. So what we have here is Clandestine's Substack. I highly recommend you guys subscribe to this. If you're not following him on Substack, where you can support him financially, then I say at least make sure you're following him over on Telegram. So what we're looking at is a brand new release coming out of the Russian Ministry of Defense, and what it happens to be uh, is a a recently revealed document from Ukraine's Ministry of Defense. And it says here in the translated version, it's from the Ministry of Defense of Ukraine, branch state archive of the Ministry of Ukraine, defense, and then some other stuff. There is also, it looks like a phone number that's there. Um, but it continues on and it says the Ministry of Defense of Ukraine with the participation of specialists of the Security Service of Ukraine in connection with the conduct of martial law in Ukraine from February 24th, 2022. Keep that date in mind. In accordance with the decree of the president of Ukraine, also on the same date, organized the devastating destruction of personal files of servicemen, employees and staff of the state institution. Center for Public Health of the Ministry of Health of Ukraine, Ukrainian Research Anti-Plague Institute, Menshnikov of the Ministry of Health of Ukraine, Zydomir Regional and Laboratory Centers of the Ministry of Health of Ukraine, which worked together with scientists at Metabiota Incorporated, Battelle. Now, (laughs) The reason the 24th of February is so important, because the 24th of February is the day that military airstrikes began in Ukraine. And Metabiota is, of course, the same biological laboratory company that Hunter Biden specifically had financial involvement with. If we take a look at this footage right here from Russian troops descending into Ukraine, we also find a video of Ukrainian troops outside of a building actually burning documents the same date that it looks like Zelensky ordered them to burn those documents. And If it was just some regular documents that they were worried about Russia getting their hands on, that would be one thing. But these are laboratory documents specifically related to the Anti-Plague Institute. These would be documents detailing the biological weapons program being run in Ukraine with the help of the United States Department of Defense. So clearly... The only reason in my mind that they would go about destroying these documents is because there is something incriminating in there what kind of information would they not want the Russian military to get? Well, I think it's pretty obvious they don't want the world to find out that they were, in fact, working on banned weapons. Now, this is uh, completely the reason why the Russians went into Ukraine. They said it was specifically to take out these biological weapons facilities. And now Russia has documents that prove to an even larger degree the biological weapons program in Ukraine at the hands of the united states government what it looks like is happening is slowly over time the russian government continues to let evidence of what was happening in ukraine drip out they're putting it out there to the international community they've already asked the un to please intervene and help them to do a kind of bipartisan uh, multilateral multinational investigation into what was really happening there in ukraine The United States up until this point has vehemently denied that they were involved in any type of biological weapons research, but it appears very clear that Russia has way more evidence than they've let onto thus far. I mean, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of other people's opinions, the information that's been put out has been damning. It shows us proof positive the United States and Ukraine were working on biological weapons in this country. Russia knows this and the Biden family is directly responsible for this. This could have been another major international incident. I mean, obviously, COVID-19 was not what they portrayed it to be. But certainly now with this monkeypox situation, it looks like our government and other governments across the globe were, in fact, working on biological weapons. We already know from all the evidence that's come out that the United States and Ukraine were working on biological weapons that could specifically target the Russian people. Russia found the evidence. They caught them. This is the whole reason for the war. And again, the current American administration is directly connected to biological weapons manufacturing and testing in a country right next door to Russia. So these Ukrainian government documents came out at the same time that the Russian Foreign Ministry and their spokeswoman, Maria Zarkova, had made an announcement demanding that the United States government comply with Russia's investigation into these biological facilities within their larger space. So she laid out a response to the U.S. Department of Defense, who on the 9th of June, when they announced all of those various biological facilities, they say they're research facilities, not weapons facilities, denying that there was any type of nefarious activity happening there in Ukraine. But Maria said we call on American colleagues to show professionalism and instead of propaganda information stuffing to urgently engage in substantive work to correct the situation related to their military and biological activities in the countries of the former USSR. I am going to suggest that you guys go and read the entirety of this article. Clandestine does incredible work. He's a great friend and I think he's a great researcher. I think it's worth your time. Again, I also think it's worth your time to support him on Substack, and it's certainly worth your time to follow him on Telegram. All right, next, I want to discuss this letter that President Trump released through Liz Harrington last night. It summarizes the things that have gone wrong in our country in the 17 months since January 6th, since Joe Biden and the Democrats seized power of both Houses of Congress and the Office of the Presidency. Everything is more expensive. Gas is more expensive. People can't feed their families. We've got millions of illegals uh, streaming over the border. The Democrats are unable to endorse their own president. Right now, the economy is faltering, and it's the fault of one group of people, and that is the Democrats. Now, of course, the Republicans that have done nothing to stop them also have a little bit of blame here. But it is 100 percent the Democrat agenda that has driven America straight to the bottom of the well. It is the Democrats who have turned every positive that President Trump put into action here in America. All of the prosper, all of the respect that we had of the international community, and they have destroyed it in one fell swoop. And the sham investigation that is the January 6th committee is nothing more than a dog and pony show. Because the Democrats are failing, they attempt to turn the tide here in America by reminding people of the very constructed act that happened on January 6th. This was not a huge group of MAGA protesters that took over the Capitol. This was a small group of federal informants and Antifa people disguised as Trump supporters who started a riot and who broke into the Capitol building with the help of Capitol police. Make no mistake, this was a false flag, and President Trump totally knows it. The people who have testified on this January 6th committee are either sycophants for the Democrats or the MAGA people that have been allowed to testify have been scared into tossing out their constitutional rights. They haven't been able to record the testimony that they've given. They haven't been able to adequately present evidence in the defense of themselves or other people that were there that day. This is all about keeping the power that the Democrats stole on Election Day in November 2020. And President Trump also discusses that big steal. This is not a big lie. This is the most blatant election theft that's happened in our memory. On election night, Americans such as me and you watched as the Democrats stopped the count all over the country in an effort to make sure that Joe Biden had enough votes to win very key swing states such as Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin. And he did it with the help of the governments in those states, some of them Republicans. So yes, Republicans do hold a fair amount of blame in terms of why the America we know and love is slowly being destroyed. Ballot trafficking was a huge problem, and President Trump makes note of that by citing the information presented in 2,000 Mules and the wonderful work being done by True the Vote. The math simply does not add up. The voter rolls that the Democrats control are the key to allowing them to inject fraudulent ballots into the system. We had 2000 mules that were identified by true the vote. But as President Trump states, as shown in 2000 mules, if they just lower the standards a little bit, it turns from 2000 mules into 54 thousand mules 54000 mules that is a staggering number of people there are probably a lot more than that when you really think
2: Oh
4: about it. The odds of President Trump not winning the election after winning 18 bellwether counties, 18 of 19, are simply impossible. It's never happened before. Joe Biden could not fill a gas station parking lot. He didn't have any type of enthusiasm. He didn't do the events that President Trump did. However, President Trump shows up someplace at a moment's notice, and the place fills up with tens of thousands of people. And then, of course, we have the drop boxes and the Zuckerbucks. $419 million injected into the election in key counties so that they could ensure this system of ballot harvesting was able to be delivered and injected into the election system. We have the report from Gableman in Wisconsin showing that there was theft being done in the nursing homes, that people who did not have the mental capacity to even decide who they were going to vote for were forced into voting for Joe Biden. We have the pandemic that was structured in such a manner that everything had to shut down, that election laws were changed illegally so that once again, Joe Biden could be crowned the winner of the election in 2020. We have the proof shown in places like Antrim County and in places like Arizona, where it's quite obvious that voting machines flipped the results and gave us an illegitimate winner. The evidence of fraud goes on and on and on, and President Trump did an incredible job summing up exactly how we the people feel. We have been forced to stand by and watch as the Democrats and the Republicans who are sycophants to the Democratic agenda stand by and do nothing. And as a result, the America we know and love has been gradually destroyed over a very short period of time. If you haven't taken the time to read this 12 page letter, I suggest you do. President Trump again brings it home. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have anything to fight for. Now, one final note on that sham January 6th commission. Tomorrow, they have postponed any future committee hearings, and I tend to think that's because tomorrow we are expected to get some results coming out of the Supreme Court. Now, in Washington, D.C., Austin Michael from Truth Social had replied to me earlier today, sending in a picture of some signs that have been put up around Washington, D.C. Uh, it says, D.C. call to action, night of rage, the night SCOTUS overturns Roe versus Wade hit the streets. You said you'd riot. To our oppressors, if abortions aren't safe, you're not either." Signed by Jane's Revenge. Now, clearly, this is a Democrat leftist Antifa radical organized event that's going to be taking place. If Roe versus Wade is overturned by the Supreme Court, I would recommend that if you are not part of this group, you stay home and you arm yourself. You remain protected behind closed doors. But keep in mind, these people are not going to be feeling too sad about setting your house on fire and coming after you and your kids. After all, it's children that they want to have the right to murder. I think that the leftists are going to bury themselves even farther than the political leftists have done up until this point. Because once the people of America witness these insane Antifa people taking to the streets and burning down businesses once again, this time not over a man named George Floyd, but over the right to murder their babies. It's going to be even clearer just how out of touch these people are with the average everyday American. And I can only hope that this time the government takes it seriously and gives them exactly what they deserve. Moving on. All right. Now, finally, I wanted to close out on some good news. We have new information coming out of Otero County, New Mexico. Now, last week, I brought you news regarding the report that David Clements and his group had produced about the security of the Dominion Voting Systems machines. And as a result, the results of that election were called into question. Well, it appears that a major development has happened. David Clements took to his YouTube channel last night to do a small live stream announcing what is happening. And essentially, Otero County Commission there in Otero County, New Mexico, is declining to certify the results of the recent primary election that took place. Now, whatever you think about David Clements personally, the situation that's currently shaping up in Otero County, New Mexico, is a good one for election security here in America. So. So on that live stream last night, David announced that the Otero County Commission is declining to certify the results from the election last week. And that is really big news. So what is the reason that they are withholding that certification? Well, one of the things that was discovered as a result of David and his group's investigation is that Dominion voting systems in New Mexico are out of compliance with codes and laws that are put in place by the Election Assistance Commission. Now, specifically, one of the recommendations that was given by David and his report was that Otero County just completely get rid of the Dominion machines, and more importantly, that they also ditch the Zucker boxes. Now, this is all happening as a result of New Mexico law. There is election code that is in place, and it is put in place as a result of recommendations and and codes that are given by the Election Assistance Commission. Now, what are those guidelines? Now, normally the guidelines from the EAC are simply voluntary. However, in New Mexico they've been codified into law. So, as a result of that codification, these guidelines are mandatory there. And, as a result of that, New Mexico has to abide by that law. They have to abide by the law that has been put in place as a result of those election standards and because they are not in compliance with the most recent standards and in fact they have not been in compliance for about a year that means that the election equipment that was used in this recent primary election was illegal So the secretary of state is under legal authority to decertify those voting systems because it's the law. So it turns out that she has actually decided to ignore that law. But here's the thing. Nobody is above the law. So she's created this illegal system. And now it's all incumbent upon the county commissions and the county clerks to say that the law has been broken. And as a result, they cannot accept the results of this most recent election. So Otero County is. Is actually doing just that. Now, David and his group are also going to Lincoln County. They're also asking for a refusal of certification. In Torrance County, they're currently discussing it. Now, that discussion has been tabled until this upcoming Friday. So maybe we're going to find out what's happening there soon. There's a good chance they may not certify at all. And then there's also Sandoval County. They are also deliberately withholding certification there as a result of this illegal voting equipment. Now, Just to give an analogy as presented by David in his video last night, consider the uh, situation of a drunk driver. When you get pulled over drunk, you're going to have to blow into a breathalyzer. If that breathalyzer is not calibrated within the legal standards, then that breath test is not going to be able to be entered into law. And that person is probably going to get off on that drunk driving charge. That's something you could use in a court of law, and a lawyer would certainly take advantage of that. Well, here in New Mexico, it's exactly what's happening, and we're taking advantage of it because none of the Dominion Voting Systems equipment are currently up to the Election Assistance Commission standards. As a result, they are illegal. The results of these elections cannot be certified because we can't guarantee the safety and security of the results that were printed out by the Dominion equipment. I'm super happy about this because it could mean that New Mexico is actually that first domino to fall. All we need to do is set a precedent. Show here in one state. As a result of this equipment being illegal, we can't use it. We have to go back to paper ballots or we have to choose something else. But paper ballots are the only thing that makes sense Now that we are here in the midst of an election that can't be certified, if we have to do it over again, then we have to go back in and do it the simplest way possible. If we can do this all over America, if we can prove that the election equipment that's in use is out of standard and is, in fact, illegal, then that means we can get rid of dominion altogether. This is a major step forward for election security here in America, and I could not be happier about it. All right. Finally, I just wanted to make one quick comment on a new feature that was announced on Truth Social in the last couple of days. Apparently, they're going to be capping people at follower limits of 7,500. Now, I personally don't think this is a bad thing. I see a lot of people starting out on Truth Social and they're jumping on these follow trains and they're just trying to inflate their follower counts. I don't think that's a good thing, because it makes it more difficult to see specific information that you're trying to see. I also saw people in the comments, General Flynn shared my show earlier, and people in the comments were saying, well, now because of the follower limits, I'm not going to follow people like you that don't follow me back. And I have to say... You know, if that's what you want to do, then that's fine. I'm not trying to get the most number of followers. I'm trying to use Truth Social as a tool to drill down information and news like I used to do on Twitter. You know, I'm following like 500 people and it's already too difficult for me to find the information that I'm really looking for. I think that Truth Social and other social media platforms should be used as a tool to get the best information possible. And if you think that what I'm going to share is going to be a value, you to you, then please follow me. If you think that uh, I'm just somebody who is not going to follow you back, and that's you know not worth it for you to follow me, then I guess don't. Uh, but I think that keeping the follower numbers to a manageable size really help in getting to that goal in being able to use Truth Social as a tool in the same way that Twitter could be used before. I think it's going to be even easier once they get lists on there, and then you can have groups of people that you know you want to follow. Uh, obviously, I'm part of We the Media. I don't share everything on my We the Media uh, Truth Social account, uh, but I I do share everything on the We the Media Telegram channel. I understand there's going to be a certain amount of uh, crossover that uh, certain people are going to be sharing the same types of things, but that's why I put everything that I have into making these videos, because I want it to be uh, wholly unique, uh, and I want everything that I put out there to have my own spin and commentary on it. Uh, I think that you'll be very hard-pressed to find new and information out there that doesn't have some type of commentary associated with it. And if you think the things I have to say are of value, then I thank you for following me. And I will certainly be interacting with people in the comments and mentions on my posts and on other people's. We still have the ability to interact with each other on Truth Social in a number of different ways. And if I'm not following you, it doesn't mean that I don't value you. It just means I don't want to lose the thread of the things that I really am trying to follow on a daily basis. As always, this has been Red Pill 78. My name is still Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and this was another edition of Red Pill News. Good luck, everyone, and God bless.